Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Guests appear on the Superbook Sports phone line. Superbook Sports. Download the Superbook Sports Tennessee app today with Jason and John. Live from the Topps Barbecue Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. Tom Hart's a play-by-play man for ESPN SEC Network. This weekend, he's going to be on the call for Auburn and Mississippi State. He joins us now. Tom, what's happening, brother? Always good to hear from you. Uh, I love being on live with you guys. Little money bag, yo, bringing me on. You guys know how to do it. Nice. This is the best. This is my favorite show in the entire world. You're the man. Check is in the mail. Lots for sure. of hyperbole. Hey, uh, I was actually. Uh, you were on A and M Mississippi. Uh, not A and M. It was A uh, and M and Ole Miss last weekend, right? You were on that game. Yeah, if you saw me, that's where I was. Yeah. So my favorite thing of that, of that and, and it was it was really skilled. I thought you and Jordan were sitting there. And and Jimbo was about to lose another one, and you know you both know that Jimbo's not going anywhere. But the real maneuvering, I thought it was it was great. You were like, all right, well, you know, since he's not going anywhere, what can he do? How does this get better? I, I thought that was you know, because in any other situation where the coach is not owed you know 150 billion dollars, he would definitely not be there anymore. But you know, you guys were, I thought, doing the best you could with what you had with Jimbo. Yeah, year five and preseason number six, and now you're maybe not even going to a bowl game, the four straight losses. They haven't been in that scenario in a long time. And, and it's a big picture with A&M. Like they flushed Kevin Sumlin because they wanted to be better because he wasn't meeting um, their expectations, which was eight wins a year, like every year. Um, by the way, also a Heisman Trophy winner with, with, with Johnny in there. So when you make that move, for a guy that's supposed to take you to the next level and you are at the same spot or somewhere behind that with all the money you have invested and promised, it's, um, it's an untenable situation. They're still, they have the wagon circle and they're still defending him. But at some point, you know, the guys who've invested all this money are going to say, wait a second, I'm a businessman. I'm used to selling oil for, for a ton of money and getting money back. This isn't a good investment. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, Tom, if you were picking out a key point looking at this Tennessee-Georgia game, obviously the game of the year, what what is it for you? Is, is it Georgia getting pressure? Is it the other side and Tennessee doing that to Stetson Bennett? For you, what what is the key? Wait, Tennessee and Georgia play this weekend? Yeah. I Believe it or not. I had missed that. Allegedly. Tennessee's back, apparently. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I love it, man. Uh, by the way, don't listen to people and – you guys may be those people at some point, somebody in that room. But don't listen to people who say a 12-team playoff 
would ruin these games. Like one versus two is one versus two. I don't care if it's the NFL playoffs, right? Nobody looks at a Sunday night Chiefs-Bills game and go, yeah, yeah, but no. They're like, holy smokes, we're getting the, the best game in the league this weekend. We got Chiefs-Bills, I'm watching it, right? They're still fired up to watch it. Absolutely. That's what people should take out of this. That's what they should take out of LSU-Alabama, top 10 matchup. Like, just embrace it, roll with it, have fun with it. Who cares about a uh, 12-team playoff? It's, it would still be a monster game. I think you're right about pressure. Um, they got to hand and hooker last year. I think they sacked him five times. Tennessee was not able to run the ball last year. The left side of the Tennessee line has played, you know, average, but not great. The right side of the line has been really good this year. I think the difference in Tennessee year to year and what sets them apart is the ability and willingness to run the ball. I mean, you have this Brile system with receivers spread outside the numbers on either side, and it comes down to a numbers game in the box, and you have a wise quarterback who is really good who doesn't make mistakes. And, and that's, that's why I think, you know, if you look at the betting line at Tennessee's an eight-point dog, yep. what? what? Come on, man. Like, that's just crazy to me. They have been the best team in college football all year. Hendon Hooker, if he wins this game, he wins the Heisman. I think it's that simple. Look at what Tennessee has remaining. Um, and so I, I appreciate and I'm all about all of the enthusiasm coming out of Rocky Top. Like there, There's a reason for it. It reminds me a lot of the 19 LSU season. Uh, now, they played a tougher schedule, right? I think they had like nine top ten wins. But just the excitement around the program because uh, an elite team was back in a blue blood program, and the way the fan base has reacted to that is just awesome, man. And it's everything we love about college football. We're talking to Tom Hart uh, here on the show. Going to be on the call for Auburn and Mississippi State this weekend. Auburn is looking for a coach. Um, and, 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 you know, Lane is a, is a name. Deion Sanders is a name. Some, you know, some guys who are coordinators around college are, uh, that have ties to, to Auburn are, are names. What kind of a job is that in, in, in 2022? I mean, obviously the expectations are, are crazy high. Um, what kind of job is that in, in 2022 in your eyes, Tom? Well, the expectations are high because they've shown that they can compete for national championships. You know, um, Chizik did it. Malzahn did it. I mean, it's it's possible um, to have a great run at Auburn. The, the key, as we've known, looking back the last few coaches, uh, even you know prior to Harson, is can you do you have enough resources to extend that run and to stay an elite program versus just a flash in the pan? Oh, we got Cam. Let's go win a national title. Now what? Right? Like, how do you build on it and how do you stay consistent? And, and I think. Whether or not you have the autonomy to run the program is going to be based, run it the way you want it, is going to be based on who they hire and, and will be a challenge with the decision makers on the planes. You know, if you hire Lane Kiffin, he's going to come in and do things his way. Now, he's going to need your support. He's going to need your money. He's going to bring in probably 35 transfers next year if he gets the job. And look what he's done in Oxford. He's done an amazing job. They'll have back-to-back 10-win seasons. Um, but he's he doesn't play the same games with boosters that head coaches are sometimes expected to play. 
Same thing with Dion, right? Like I was reading the other day that, that Barkley is all in on Dion getting a job. That's great. You're going to have a different group of power brokers if Dion gets that job that are in place right now. That you're going to have declined influence from the people who right now fund the program and influence the program because Prime's going to have his people. I mean, it's just the way it's going to be. So. How willing are those people that are in power, how willing are they to seed uh, some of their influence to bring in a guy like Deion Sanders? And, and I don't know what that answer is. The, the answer to that question is is based on how good a coach they think Deion could be and can he bring him a, a championship. Uh, that's the answer. And I, I think there's some other candidates. Rarely do you get your absolute first choice, you know, usually you get down a little bit to the second, third choice. Josh Eiffel wasn't Tennessee's first choice. Look where he has him now. Um, so it, it, just because they don't get one of the first two guys on their list doesn't mean they can't make a great hire. Does, does Kiffin make the most sense to you, Tom? Well, Kiffin makes the most sense to me from an Auburn perspective. Um, does it make sense for Lane Kiffin to leave what he's built at Ole Miss? If you asked me that question last year, I would say, are you kidding me? He's gone. Like I thought, you know, he really wanted the Miami job last year. Um, he's a little bit different now, man. I mean, like 19 months sober, you know, cut bread from the diet, looks good. He still takes his shots, but he seems, you know, he seems more mature and he seems to be making decisions that are, you know, more long-term instead of short-term decisions. Uh, and I think uh, we've all been there. I mean, that's part of growing up. Um, so I think he's I think he's content in Oxford right now. That doesn't mean he wouldn't leave for a much, much better job. Of course he would, because if he feels like he can't win a national championship where he is now, he's going to find a place he can do that. But would he be happier at UCLA or Miami or – you know, pick pick the major program, Oklahoma, that would be more appealing to him. And people aren't going to hear this on the planes, but is Auburn too much of a lateral move mm. to pull Lane away from what he's built in Oxford right now? Yeah. Might be. Yeah, and, it, and it, is, it is a hellacious question. We're talking to Tom Hart here uh, from the SEC Network and ESPN. Play-by-play man going to be on the call for Auburn and Mississippi State this weekend on ESPN2. Alabama, LSU. Um, more more word, and I guess focused on in this case, LSU. Uh, Brian Kelly's first season there, ups, downs, does feel like they found a little bit of a formula here, and, and this hasn't even been, you know, I mean, it's not like Brian Kelly has gotten his guys in there yet. What do you, what do you make of the job that he's done and, and sort of the way that era was pointing there uh, in Baton Rouge? I think that Brian Kelly is ahead of schedule right now in LSU. Uh, Jaden Daniels with 11 touchdowns over the last, two games um he's been absolutely on fire he's the best rushing quarterback in the sec that that's what everybody pointed to when jane daniels transferred in they said if he can return to his rushing form that he had first year at arizona state he'll be dangerous and if brian kelly is willing to use him in that role it took him a little while i think to get going but that it that is a key part of of what brian kelly has been able to do this year um, I did not expect LSU to have this kind of success, and I think that's a, a winnable game for them Saturday night. Uh, but I don't, I don't think that we'll win it. I mean, it, what's amazing is home field advantage in the SEC, as we all know, is a very real thing. 
Alabama has won 76% of its games in Baton Rouge since Tiger Stadium opened in 1924. Wow. 76% of the wow. time Alabama has won at LSU. That is just wow. mind-blowing to me. Um, so, yeah, that, that Saban has a way of negating that home field advantage, right? And um, I feel like with the way Tennessee has played, the way Georgia has played, um, some of the headlines that LSU has gotten. I don't know if you guys feel this. I just kind of feel like Alabama's been a little bit under the radar uh, uh, since that Tennessee game. By the way, they played great in that game. I mean, Jalen Hyatt seems to get open against everybody, so it is what it is. Clock management uh, late in that game probably called into question, but they had a chance to win it by a field goal. Instead, they lose it by a field goal uh, against the hottest team in college football. Uh, that's that's a pretty good run for Alabama right now, and I, I don't think enough people are talking about Bryce Young and their excellence. Yeah, I, I want to. I'm glad you went there, Tom, because I want to. If you are an NFL GM, I saw Mel's big board came out today, and if you're a GM with a two or the three pick, right, and you you, you need a quarterback, who are you going with first? I mean, Mel's got C.J. Stroud as the first one going, Levis going four, and Bryce Young. Yeah, you know, Bill O'Brien has called Bryce Young the third smartest player he's ever been around. Tom Brady was number one. Number two was Randy Moss. Might surprise some folks, but he's got Bryce Young number three. The process that he has, the decision-making, you know, he's like a Formula One driver out there. He he makes decisions on the fly and has instant reaction Mm. that most quarterbacks are still trying to process and think about, and he's already pulled the trigger and made his decision. Um, If he was... Three inches taller, yep. 20 pounds heavier, yep. this, it wouldn't be a discussion. Right. So right. The, the final part of that answer is, you know, have we seen enough of smaller quarterbacks in the NFL to say that they can stay healthy and you can win with them? Um, and, and where does that fit? Because they all look at that as an investment. And on the professional level, that's the question that they have to answer. Yeah, you got to hold up. And then, uh, Tom, let me ask you, because I know you've been here before. You're familiar with the program. Um, I, I want to talk to you a little bit about Memphis football, who was uh, sitting here at 500 uh, going into a game against UCF, where, where they are underdogs. So they would be under 500 this late in the season for the first time in a long time. Um, what do you just make of that as somebody that, you know, for, you, know you, you, you remember being here against those, you know, those Houston teams and, you know, the AAC championship games just from, from afar? What do you make of the, the challenges that Memphis has sort of, you know, undertaken here and, 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 you know, the bumpy road they've hit with Ryan Silverfield at the helm? Well, let me ask you this. Like, it's a results-oriented business, and I get it. And we all know that college football is the ultimate small sample size sport. But are we thinking differently about them if something, just one thing changes in the game at East Carolina? I mean, you lose a four-overtime shootout and now you're under 500 after the loss to a ranked Tulane team, which is a team that nobody's talking about, but they should. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think the mood, I think the mood both inside and outside the building is is a lot different if they come away with that win. Uh, that's those are the facts. And now, now they got to take on the Citronauts or the Astronauts or the Cosmonauts. Like, what, what is UCF going with these days? There's some kind of knots. I, 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 I hope they ain't wearing those uniforms this weekend because that that will be an ass whipping. <laughs> For Memphis, if they are, <laughs> they don't lose in those uniforms, man. That's crazy. Who knew it was about how you look? I know. 
they're, they're, they're undefeated in those uniforms. Yeah, so it, it's, I don't know, I, you're right. It, but, but ultimately, you know, that is what it boils down to. You got to find a way not to blow 19 point fourth quarter leads yeah. at and the you, house. And you had blown the lead against Houston. I think it's the way, Tom, too, that's taken some of the, you know, the yeah. air out of the sails. So, so then they got to be favored in their final three games after UCF, right? With Tulsa, North Al, obviously, with Tulsa and, and on the road at SMU Thanksgiving. I mean, you know, I, I think it's going to be a question of looking back at the end of the regular season and seeing what the mood is at that point. But, yeah, nobody likes blown leads. That's for sure. That's right. Hey, Tom, you're the best, dude. Appreciate Thank the you, time sir. as always. You guys are the best. Thanks for having me. And it just feels different. You know, you guys used to call me and we tape it. And it was like, oh. <laughs> but now we're doing it live. And, man, it is so much energy. The energy. You're exactly right, brother. You got it, man. Thanks, Tom. Play me more money back. All right. Yeah. <laughs> He is Tom Hart, uh, SEC Network, ESPN, play-by-play man. Always, uh, always brings it, always fun to catch up with him. We'll come back. Jason and John, how do you turn FM, ESPN. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Toyota, let's go places.